Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. everybody to another edition of the Riddle Sports Show. I'm Mark, aka the Vet, and we are live again in the den. Welcome to 2021. You know, um, it's a lot that happened in 2021. We just started the playoffs this year. The NFL playoffs have just started this past weekend. Um, it's been a lot, a lot going on. The NBA season has just kicked off, y'all, and it, it, it's a lot going on in 2021. And, um, you know, we're about to get into this little heat a little bit, though, you know. We're going to get into some heat, what's going on in 2021. I don't know if anybody heard or seen the uh, live special that I did on, that me and DJ Curry did on, you know, the first of the year. We did a live special for uh, the first of the year show. Um, yeah, I like that song "God's Plan," though. You know, God's Plan has a has a effect on this show tonight, and um, or when y'all listen to this show tomorrow morning, I really have to say this show has it, it, it has a lot of effect going on with it. It does. It really, really, truly does, and. Um, for all the viewers and the, I mean all the viewers that uh, watched the show previously, to all the show people, all the people that is listening to the show live, um, once I post it up there, it's a lot, you know. Um, this year, twenty twenty one. Before we get into some sports, you know, I gotta. I got to address a few issues before we talk about some little bit of sports going on here. We got to get some real talk going on here for a minute. And um, in case y'all didn't know, I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And this is The Real Sports Show. If y'all didn't hear, this show is brought to you by Tony's Bookkeeping, Financially Tone. Y'all need y'all bookkeepers, um, booked up caps. I mean, bookkeeping business, look that, you know, keep your money managed and everything else. She's the one to go to. This show is also brought to you by www.mrrsauces.com. In case y'all didn't know, mrrsauces.com, you go on their website and get any kind of sauce that you want, barbecue, honey mustard, sweet and sour, you name it, they got it. It's a new brand out there. Mr. R. Sauces has a lot of things going on with him, and, uh, you know, he got a lot of nice sauces out there. I bought a couple. I ain't going to say I bought a couple. I'm lying, y'all. But if I do get a chance to buy a couple of sauces, y'all know it's real talk. You know, I want to go out there and purchase a couple of sauces from him, and uh, one day we will get that chance to do it. But I uh, want to dive in a little deeper into 2021 a little bit today, y'all. Um, this is a year that hit kind of differently this year. Um, recently, just lost a loved one to this doggone COVID-19. Um, you know, COVID-19 is a very different animal this year. It's taken away a lot of people, and I want everybody out there to please 
follow the guidelines, follow the safety precautions out there. Please don't wear, please don't be the one that don't wear your mask out in public. Please wear your mask. Do what you have to do. You know, COVID is still real out here. Um, if you haven't, if the vaccine hasn't reached out to you yet, or if you haven't had an opportunity to go get the vaccine yet, please take your time out and go get vaccinated. Once you do, you'll feel a whole total different special coming on above for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, please, if I can tell y'all anything, go get vaccinated. I was vaccinated with the vaccine, the COVID vaccine twice already right now. So I do have the COVID vaccine in me and no, I'm not a zombie and no doggone it. It doesn't make you feel stupid or whatever sluggish or whatever anybody want to think about it with. Um, this year is, you know, is the year that we need to stop being scared and stop telling people to be scared of a COVID vaccine. It's here to help you guys out. It's here to provide some sense of security for you guys out there. It's, it's to provide y'all with some security. It's to provide y'all with some safe haven towards this um, this virus. I highly encourage everyone, if you got it, I mean, if you can get it, a hold of it, please take it while you can. I should say it like this. Take it while it's free. You know, a lot, a lot of things come in this life free. And our lives ain't free just yet until we can get rid of this COVID-19 for real. So as I urge everybody, please do what you got to do. Go out there and make it happen. Spread the word about it. Wear your mask. Stay doing what you have to do until this vaccine is presented to you. No, it's not a cure, but it's something to help protect you against COVID-19. It's still real out here. It's not a game. It's really not a game out here, guys. It's really not. So I I really do highly encourage everybody out there that listens to my show, that supports the show, that does everything with the show. Go get vaccinated, man. Go get this vaccine while it's out there. Um, if you're experiencing any symptoms, stay home and quarantine. Do what you got to do. This shit is still real. And... When I do say this thing is still real out here, it's still real. People are dying from this every day of the week. And it's still real out there. So if y'all take anything from this show tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever you hear this show, take one thing from this show and realize that COVID is still real out there and that people are still dying from this COVID vaccine. Yes, it hit home for me. It really hit home for me. You know, um, when my loved one passed, so it 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 it's it, it it's set in stone that you know when I really thought COVID was real, now I really think it's really real now. And not saying I never took it never took it serious before, but I take it drastically more serious than I ever did before. Yes, all my stuff came back negative and everything else. All my tests and everything came back negative. Thank God. And um, 
everything else going forward, everybody. We just need y'all. I'm highly encouraging everybody. If you feel sick, you feel, you know, feel drowsy, you feel anything along the lines, you lose taste, scent, smell, whatever the case may be is, go get checked. Go get checked immediately. And then make sure the people that you were around go get checked. Spread the word around everybody. Spread the word. I played God's plan for a reason because tonight it was in his will that she be taken away from this virus. It was in his will that, you know, that she was taken away from something that was physically harming her. You know, we might not understand why right now, but in the same token of breath though is, we're going to get through this together, everybody. So I dedicate this show to her. I dedicate the show to the initials DC. I dedicate this show to her tonight. So with that all being said, everybody, I thank y'all. And I want to have a moment of silence on the show just for a few minutes, just for a few seconds here, just in her name right now. I want to just have a few moments of silence just for a minute and reminisce just on her, her presence just being on the show. All right, everybody, thank y'all for that moment of silence. I appreciate that. Thank y'all for uh, sharing that moment with me, and I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, I really do appreciate that, everybody. I really do. All right, so let's kick this show off with NFL football this past weekend. So we had a lot of football games going on this weekend. The Buffalo Bills went up against the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. And the Colts came out losing on the end by three points in this game. It was a very good game. Um, I'm sorry that uh, <laughs> Phillip Rivers couldn't do what he had to do to get this game rolling. And, you know, it was a couple of his field goal kicks in this game. It was just a downhill game for everybody. But Buffalo pulled it out. And, you know, it is what it is right now. Buffalo will move on to the divisional round and go up against the Baltimore Ravens at 8.15 p.m. this Saturday coming up, everybody. This Saturday will be a big game and a big testimony for Baltimore this year to see if they can put down a Buffalo team that's hot right now. Josh Allen is thrown for at least 4,544 yards this season. Josh Allen has put up 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions this year. While Lamar Jackson is reigning right now with a 2,000-yard season, I mean, a 1,000-yard season in rushing, tell you that for sure, and put up numbers like 26 and 9, 26 touchdowns and 9 interceptions this year. J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary will be going up against each other this year, and we're going to find out who's the better wide receiver in this game. Is it Marquise Brown or is it Stephon Diggs? And we all would know who the victor of that is. Stephon Diggs putting up 127 receptions of 166 targets, eight drops, had 1,500 yards this season. He put up 15 plus yard, 1,500 plus yards this season. While Marquise Brown is coming in with 100 targets, 58 receptions, six drops, and 769 yards per catch. This season, with both of them reigning in with eight touchdowns apiece this season. Now, 
Baltimore's offense is ranked number 19th in this year in total yards, while the Buffalo Bills are ranked fourth in total yards this year. So this is going to, I mean, they're ranked fourth. So this is going to be a battle of offenses this year. And on top of that note is it's going to be a battle of the defenses this year. Which defense can hold off who this year? Can the defense of the Buffalo Bills hold off a scrambling quarterback that can scramble out there and do what he needs to do to get out the pocket? Now, this is the first year that Baltimore, in the past couple seasons, Baltimore got out of the wild card round. They made it to the divisional round. This is one of the seasons that that has been spectacular for Lamar Jackson. He's made it. He's passed his test of getting out of the wild card round and making it to the divisional round. Before I get into any other games going forth, this game right here has some specialty to it because we want to see if Lamar Jackson can make it to at least the conference championship game. Or will Buffalo succeed in making it to the conference championship game and play the victor of the Kansas City game, and the Cleveland Browns game. Before I get into Cleveland, um, the Cleveland game here a little bit, though, (laughs) I'm going to tell you all like this. Buffalo and the Ravens, I'm going to tell you all like this. The Ravens better come prepared. If the Ravens don't come prepared in this game coming up, everybody, I'm going to tell you all like this. It's not going to be a good – it's not going to be a good showing – for the Baltimore Ravens defense if they can't stop the run and if they can't stop Stephon Diggs. If you can't stop these players from uh, doing what they had to do on the field, running the ball, throwing the ball, Josh Allen for throwing the ball downfield, it's going to be pretty nasty on defense for the Baltimore Ravens. Because the one thing they can do is they can move the ball effectively downfield. That's one thing that, that, that Buffalo can do. They can move the ball downfield. So the for them, for the Baltimore Ravens to meet up with the test that they're met up with this week, coming up this weekend, you know, they're going to have to put pressure on Josh Allen. That's number one. They're going to have to make Josh Allen make mistakes in this game. That's number two. That's going to be very hard to do with the running attack that Buffalo does have. Um, number three is, you got to control the time on the clock. You got to play game management on the clock. You got to be able to put up points and stop turning the ball over in games, in game time situations. Turning the ball over, fumbling the ball, doing any of them sorts. That's the same thing as turning the ball over. Yes, I know. But in the same aspect of breath, though, is Baltimore cannot turn the ball over twice in this game. Otherwise, the game is going to come down towards being a deciding factor for Buffalo because they will counteract that and they will compromise you on defense. They will put pressure on you on defense. Buffalo has more pressure all this year and they're very good. uh, They have played very good defense downwind. So these two teams are going to match up coming in here. I want to say damn near even because Josh Allen can be mobile in his pocket if he needs to be. He can move around in the po- he can move around outside the pocket if need be and get the ball downfield. So can Baltimore, so can Doug on Lamar Jackson. These are two teams that I'm loving to see going forth. All right. I am so shocked. Changing gears here. I am so shocked that the Seattle Seahawks 
and the L.A. Rams game, that game right there kind of shocked me because it started out in this game 20 to 10 in the first two quarters. It was 20 to 10 in the first two quarters. They held, the Seattle defense held um, the L.A. Rams to no points in the third quarter. It was a shutout in the third quarter for the Rams. Then the Rams come back and score 10 more points to the Seattle Seahawks, seven points with the end of score would be 20 to 30. And the Seahawks would be put out of the playoffs. And I had a lot of confidence in Russell Wilson this year. I really, really did. I had a lot of confidence in Russell Wilson this year and his capabilities of maneuvering out the pocket. He was my MVP candidate for going uh, this year. Um, I really thought Russ and the team would be able to make at least the divisional round and we'll have some competition going forth. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I thought Russ would have a better opportunity of beating the Green Bay Packers or at least putting Aaron Rodgers in some type of a scramble mode to be able to beat the Seattle Seahawks this year, though. But it is what it is. The Rams have got a chance. The Rams have battled back. This year, they went 10-6 and six this year. They battled so hard to get in the playoffs. Uh, Shout-outs to Sean McVay and his team. Um, this team did a phenomenal job today. They did a phenomenal job this weekend. And, you know, it, it, it's nothing like Jared Goff, who didn't throw the ball that much. He only threw 20, maybe over 20 passes this game and completed nine of his 20 pa- uh, nine of the 20 plus passes that he threw in this game and had one passing touchdown in this game, though. So with that all being said, Russ went out there. He threw 11 to 27, had 174 yards. So this wasn't a really a big passing kind of game here. Wasn't really on the passing. They really held bent to the running game. Cam Akers had 28 carries, 131 yards, and he was rushing the ball like crazy in this game. He ran all over top of Seattle's defense in this game, which put them in the place of helping the L.A. Rams score touchdowns in this game or put points on the board in this game, I should say. He helped out their offense a lot, and they're going to need that offense to come alive when they go up against Green Bay coming up this week. Green Bay is coming off a divisional bye week this game. And they're coming hungry and ready to play in the divisional round. Whoever comes out of the divisional round, you know, will have to play the winner in the conference finals. We got a true matchup coming up this weekend. We got a true matchup coming up this weekend as well. But before I get into that, before I get into that, you know, shout outs to Russell Wilson and his team once again. Y'all played your heart out. Y'all did what y'all had to do. Y'all couldn't capitalize on this win. You couldn't make the comeback come true in this game. And the L.A. Rams just put too much pressure on you. And I congratulate y'all for even just making the playoffs this year. Now, before I even go into Tampa Bay territory, and before I even bring Tampa Bay and the Washington football team up, because I have a lot to say about the Washington football team, and I have a lot to say about the quarterback position. I have a lot to say about this team, period, going forth. And I've been hearing so many things on the internet. 
I've been reading so many freaking doggone things come down the wire. I've been hearing so many things from going forth with this team. And before I even put my stamp on that, we're going to talk about this game with Tyler um, Taylor Heineke, or as Chase Young would say, Heineke. <laughs> Heineke going forth in this game. I want to shout out to Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke. That boy played his heart out in that game. He gave it a hundred. I know there's no thing, there's no common sense law on saying there's 110%, but that boy gave an extra 180% in this game. He gave it, matter of fact, damn near 200% in this game today. Going, I mean, that game this past weekend. That boy played his heart out. And if anybody says that the quarterback didn't play his heart out in that game or doesn't does not deserve to be in the NFL, you should go slap yourself right now. You should actually really go punch yourself in the doggone face. You should really go punch yourself in the face. That boy played his heart out. This team, it wasn't just it wasn't that we wasn't ready to play against Tom Brady, who played phenomenal in his game. You know, it wasn't just that. It was just the fact that matters that you just don't piss off Tom Brady. And Chase, sometimes it's better to stay quiet when you play Tom Brady. But you didn't know that because you're a rookie. But if you watch football, anybody that has ever called out Tom Brady has lost in the playoffs or lost somehow, some way to Tom Brady. Now, we get a road to redemption next year to play up against him next year again if he doesn't go all the way this year and they don't win this year and he doesn't get eight rings this year. I love Tom Brady, but I love my team even more. But let's just let's just kind of go with this one for a minute. So, you know, Taylor Heineke, I, I, I got to say that Looking at his stats in this game, he went for 306 yards, had one passing touchdown. He had one interception, two sacks. He rushed for damn near 46 yards in his game, had one rushing touchdown in his game. That boy was out there playing his heart out in this game. Antonio Gibson had 31 yards in his game. Shout-outs to Tampa Bay's defense. They shut down the run game. They made you pass the ball more times than ever before. They made this team pass the ball, throw the ball downfield instead of running the ball down the field. Taylor Heineke, big ups to you for being able to get the 46 yards and the rushing touchdown that you deserve in this game. Um, Cam Sims, Cam Sims, you were a big target in this game. Shout out to Cam Sims, everybody. Shout out to Cam Sims. He was a bigger target than um, Terry McLaurin was in his game. I've got to give all the receivers in this game that was in Washington this game a big hand, a round of applause, though, because y'all played your heart outs in this game. When you're looking for a number two guy that could come in here and fill that position in there, Cam Sims, you've stepped up to the plate in this game. I have to really say you've really stepped up to the plate. And Steven Sims, Steven Sims, y'all both played a hell of a game this year. You played a hell of a, you had a hell of a job this game. You played a hell of a game this game here in the doggone playoffs 
way to play playoff football, way to keep your head up, way to keep going strong downfield, way to pick up passes that we needed downfield, way to pick up the uh the um the first downs that we needed. Shout out to Logan Thomas for getting Steven Montez ready on the sideline just in case he had to go in the game. You know, um, big ups to – but this whole entire offense, y'all did y'all good – y'all did good things. But before we get into this offense and this offseason that we got to present ourselves with again this year, we had a chance to go in there um, to the offseason a little bit early again this year after a wild card spot. So, Dallas, please kiss my ass if y'all thinking that, oh, because we went to, the, we went to a wild card spot and we lost – that means that we just sitting on camp, sit your ass down. Nah, y'all was on camp, sit y'all asses down before we was. So let's really take it there for a minute. Um, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Goddamn, Tom Brady. Tom freaking Brady. I can't stand Tom. I love you, Tom, but you destroyed my team. You, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, y'all boys... Lit it up today. Mike Evans, you lit the show up that game, catching amazing passes in the game, helping your team stay on the field longer than expected. Washington, y'all put yourselves in some positions where y'all could have came back and scored, but you took too long of hurrying up on the field. You know, the slow tempo at the fourth quarter marker, it, it just kind of blew me. Y'all blew me with that slow pace of a walk up the field cuddling up, doing what you had to do. You were down 27 to 21-ish or something along the lines, and you guys just wasn't hurrying up to the ball. And, you know, when you got a guy like Tom Brady on the sideline just watching everything that you do, it helps Tom Brady think of what he's going to do methodically downfield. So I think we need to play better and faster next year. But Tom Brady... You know, you kept Chase Young off your butt, but you couldn't keep Montez Sweat off your butt, though, I, I, and Deron Payne off your ass. So, <laughs> big ups to them. Big ups to Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, man, god damn, bro, you just lit that field up, bro. You was making, you was making it look easy out there, man. You made, you made our defenders look like they were playing pank, patty cake out there. Like, they just couldn't stop you on the field. Like, if you wanted a touchdown, you was hungry enough to go get the touchdown. Maybe our front our front line, our front defensive lineman just wasn't just that ready for you. Maybe we couldn't shut down the run game like we really wanted to. But you made it look easy. And damn it, if you didn't make it look like it was just patty cake out there, they were just, you know, rolling over for you. And they just made the shit just easy for you to run in the touchdown. Or run for a first down, or do what you had to do on the field. Um, another thing, another thing. Big ups to Antonio freaking Brown. This boy has been through a hell of a lot of struggles in his life. A hell of a lot of struggles in his life to be playing on a playoff football team, to be out there on the field. Period. Is a blessing in disguise for this man. And he is making it known that it is a blessing to be out on that field this year. Just to be on a playoff team. Just to get a shot and taste. Just to probably get a taste 
other Lombardi trophy with Tom Brady on his team at quarterback position. Just to get a taste of that on your team is a big ups to you. And I'm glad you were able to turn your 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 headaches into probably something promising to being on the field, making your money, shutting the hell up on the off the field, and not making any more stupid mistakes off the field that we know of right now. So big shout outs to, to Antonio Brown for even being in the playoff position and putting his team helping his team win against Washington out there on the field at at FedEx Field this past weekend. So, all right, everybody wants to talk about, uh, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. We're going to talk about the games that happened on Sunday and um, a little bit. uh, So where do I start at? Baltimore against Tennessee. I don't know where King Henry went. I don't know what King Henry was thinking about in this game. I don't even know who King Henry is. But, um, bruh, you only had 18, you had 200, you ran for damn near 200, you ran for 200 plus yards last postseason, and your team still didn't go anywhere. You, this year, you come in this game, and they shut you completely down. You had 18 carries for 40 yards, and you only did it. You only averaged two and a half, two point two yards per carry. Your longest yard running this game was eight yards. Eight freaking yards this game against Baltimore. Eight yards. They shut you down completely out of this game. I don't want to hear nothing about a King Henry no more. I do believe that the King was dethroned this weekend. This past weekend, I do believe a king was dethroned this past weekend. And King Henry, you can't wear that crown no more until you win a championship Lombardi trophy. Until you do that, then you can call yourself King Henry. But until you do until you don't, you know, slip, fall, do this, that, and the third, then yes. I can't call you King Henry no more because you know, you just had your off game today. And I don't know if you came ready to play this game or not, but, hey, it is what it is. Ryan Tannehill, you couldn't do nothing because Ryan Tannehill, you was – yeah, 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 yeah. You just wasn't doing exactly what you were supposed to do all down the field. But, hey, it is what it is, though. It is what it is. Shout-outs to your team. Thank y'all for even making the playoffs. But welcome to camp. Sit y'all asses down at home. Eat your popcorn, get all your popcorns and stuff ready, because y'all are now officially at camp. Sit y'all asses down. Right along with Washington, and you're right along with the Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers, and you're right at home with the Seattle Seahawks, too, as well. Don't get me wrong. We're at home with them, too. So, welcome to camp. Sit y'all asses down, where there's the finest wine and everything else on the couch. But you don't have to sit on the couch with everybody else that did not make the playoffs this year. I just want to let y'all know that. Y'all don't have to sit over there with them bums. But it is what it is. Chicago versus New Orleans, y'all already know that game was just, it was just destined that this year was going to be Tom Brady and the New Orleans Saints going up against each other this year. This weekend, it's going to be the showdown that everybody wanted to see. 
if you're ready to see a real football game, if you're ready to see a doggone game of 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 life, the Super Bowl game that should have happened two years ago, a year ago, however long you think it was supposed to last for, it was coming for. If you're ready to see a Super Bowl game, the game is this weekend. Tampa Bay versus the doggone New Orleans Saints. The game of the week. The game of the weekend that everybody wanted to see. I don't care about Kansas City. I don't care about Green Bay. I don't care about none of them games. The games that we need to talk about today is the Kansas is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. That is the game highlight this weekend that everybody wants to see. And in my eyes, it's going to go down to being who's the better quarterback. Is it Drew Brees that we've always been talking about? Or is it Tom freaking Brady that we've always been ranting about for the past up-ton seasons, 20 seasons, 20-plus seasons, or whatever the case may be? Can Tom Brady or can Drew Brees make it to the Super Bowl game is the question. Drew Brees is already complimenting and talking about retiring after this game. So we're waiting to just find out what it is. And if he if he does retire after this game, if he loses, if he retires, you know, he played a phenomenal year this year. Hands down, he had a phenomenal freaking year of football. He had a phenomenal freaking lifetime of football that he left us so many freaking memories to go off of. So big ups to them too this weekend. All right, everybody, before we continue, we're going to take a brief commercial break and we'll be right back with more of the Brother Sports Show, everybody. Hey, y'all, it's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show. All right. Thank y'all, everybody. We're right back here live on the show. We were just talking about what happened this weekend, what's going on this weekend, the coming up, the games that are coming up this weekend. We're doing a weekend prediction. We're going to do a weekend prediction next show. Before the before the postseasons even start, I mean, before the next games even start, we're going to talk about who we think we're going to win this coming up weekend. But for right now, I want to get into a game highlight right now that shocked the world, that shocked the world this weekend. And if it didn't shock you, I don't know where the hell you were sitting at. I don't know what you were watching. I don't know what the hell you were doing. I really don't know what the hell you were doing. But if you didn't see this game, somebody should smack you and your mama and your daddy for not having you sit in front of the TV and watch the Cleveland Browns 
Yes, I said it. The Cleveland Browns snuck Pittsburgh in the face. Ooh, excuse me. By putting up 28 points in the first quarter. 28 freaking unanswered points in the first quarter. first quarter 28 points how is that even possible for you not to even answer back with it your own freaking touchdown a field goal kick something to get momentum your momentum just dropped off freaking sucked in the first two quarters you let this game slip away from you in the first two quarters not the second quarter not the third quarter not the fourth quarter in the first freaking quarter, you let the game slip away from y'all, and y'all just play like hell of shit. Y'all play like shit in the whole game. Pittsburgh, you should slap yourselves in the face. Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know where you've been, but it was too much TikToking going on. Juju, you already know what the deal is, baby. You know, already know how everybody feels about you. You're not a number one receiver yet. You haven't even grown to being the number one receiver just yet. So I really think that you need to stay your ass off of TikTok. This Pittsburgh team need to stay off of TikTok. Stop doing TikTok videos. Just stop it. Cut it out. Play football. Stay your ass off of TikTok. TikTok ain't where it's at. TikTok got y'all asses whooped in this game against the Cleveland Browns. And then you talk more shit. You talk more shit. After the game, my, I mean, uh, Claypool talking about, oh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns ain't going to make it past the divisional round. But if they come out there and they smack the next team in the face again like they did, y'all, I wouldn't even be talking. I'll be trying to figure out how a team that you said that wasn't going to beat y'all, how a team beat y'all that you just said was never going to beat you guys. They came out there and Miles Garrett and – Baker Mayfield, shout-outs to them, came out there and punched y'all in the freaking mouth. Knocked y'all asses out of the playoff spot. Cleveland hasn't won in a game, hasn't been into the playoffs in a long time, since 04, I believe it was. Haven't won a playoff game before that. I mean, haven't even been to the playoffs before that in a means in a long time. I'm not going to tell y'all the exact date because I don't have the exact date right here in front of me, but I can't think of the exact date right now, though, but... I will get it to y'all later on down the road. But they haven't been in the playoff spot in a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time. And y'all sitting over there on the sidelines, your heads down, your pouting and everything else. It's too late to pout now. It's too damn late to pout now. Your asses should have been pouting on the field when you were getting your asses whipped. You should be talking all that craziness after the game. You try to make it competition-wise. Yeah, but competition came and smacked you in the face. You thought all that rivalry and all that beef that y'all played them twice a year, you thought all that stuff didn't matter. Oh, it mattered to them. It mattered to Cleveland. It mattered to everyone. Because they were hungry enough to whoop y'all ass. They whooped y'all like a bag of schoolgirls going to school. Cleveland said, stop playing with them. Stop playing with their lives. That's a new hashtag going around there, everybody. Stop playing with y'all lives. Football is serious to them. 
they came in there ready to go. Y'all came in there thinking that this is going to be a, 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 a walk in the park for y'all, right? Hell to the no. Cleveland said this ain't going to be a walk in the park kind of game. Cleveland came in there and said they were going to smack y'all in the face, and that's exactly what they did. Smack y'all right in y'all face. So before anybody comes out there and say, oh, Cleveland just got lucky, no. Cleveland came ready. They practiced hard. They worked hard, and they came out there and knocked off the team that everybody thought was going to go undefeated this year or didn't have hopes of going undefeated this year off the break. They knocked them off the market in the first round of the playoffs. So excuse me for even talking about Pittsburgh, or should I say Schittsburgh right now, because you just got shitted on by the Cleveland freaking Browns, a team that y'all thought was going to be another candy, uh, 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 the Adventureland Park run, a uh, run-in-the-mills team that y'all could just run down to the ground. Oh, it's going to be easy enough for me to get back to the playoffs get to the division around and play our opposing opponent, and it was going to just be easy. Nah, hell no. It wasn't that easy. It just wasn't that easy for y'all. And to Ben Roethlisberger, big Ben Roethlisberger, if you contemplate retirement, bro, by all means, just go ahead and retire after that game. Leave it all on the table and say, God, just retire. Retire with your Super Bowl rings while you got a chance to. I think Mason Rudolph could have been more effective on the field, better than you was on the field. I think he could have been. But, hey, every team, every dog has his day out there on the field. All right, everybody, we're going to shift gears here a little bit right here on the team. I told you I had in the beginning of the show that – um I wanted to talk about the Washington football team for a minute there. Um, I've been hearing a lot of trade rumors going around. Not even just trade rumors. I've just been hearing a lot of a lot of things going around here. I've been hearing about Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing about Cam Newton. I've been hearing about Deshaun Watson. I've been hearing about so many quarterbacks coming here to D.C. I've also been hearing about wide receivers coming to D.C. I've been hearing about so many players that that are potentially that people want in D.C. Can Cam Newton come to D.C. and make a better stance in D.C.? The question, the answer to that question is, hell no. Yes, Coach Rivera was his coach for up 10 years. Hell no. Yes, it's an obvious choice for him to go to uh, Washington, but hell no. Hell to the no. Deshaun Watson, yes, it is a good look for the team. Yes, it makes noise for the team. Yes. Does it put the team in playoff position? Yes. Does it answer all your questions? Yes. Can it make a difference on the team? Yes. But no. Washington, and this is not a racist thing, and I'm not going to sit up here and say this is a racist thing or this is a judgmental thing, but if you take a look back in the Washington football in Washington's history, the long line of black quarterbacks that Washington has had come to D.C., drafted in D.C., or whatever the case may be, let's start back with Doug Williams, who was brought to D.C. Let's start, I mean, let's start there. 
played one season, got a Super Bowl ring, and was gone. Just done. Came back to DC as a, as as a vice president and senior. Op- I mean, senior vice president of oper- uh, player operations. Now probably is president of operations. Whatever the case it be, is yeah, he's still in DC because we love him and we want him back. I mean, we love him to death and we wanted him back. Let's talk about Jason Campbell. Okay, let's talk about Jason Campbell for a minute or before. Yeah, Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell had two offensive coordinators calling plays. Just two of them. And three people in the box called the plays. You shut down Jim Zorn that didn't really get a chance to. He only got two years with him. And that shit went down the drain. Went down the drain so fast that it just didn't even make no sense how fast that went down the drain. Let's talk about another prodigy quarterback that you didn't let develop in D.C. or you didn't give him the opportunity to get surpassed his prime state or you hurt him so badly that you just didn't want to give him no time because you made a different coach coming here that didn't really want his ass here in the first place. He wanted Kirk Cousins to start in this game for us. Because Kirk Cousins knew his offense very, very well. Let's talk facts here. Let's talk the real facts here on this show. Let's talk the real facts here. Washington, oh, let's go back to Donovan McNabb. He came from Philadelphia, went to a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. They lost eventually in the Super Bowl, but he was putting up massive records. Even though he was 35 years old, put up massive records in Philadelphia. Massive records in Philadelphia. You had a chance to go get Michael Vick to come to D.C., and you still didn't go get him. Washington does not do good. I mean, we haven't done good with a black quarterback being in Washington, an African-American quarterback in Washington since Doug Williams won the Super Bowl for us that year. Facts or fiction is is the truth. I can't put it no really out there like that. I can't make it no real than it already is. Washington does not do well with the African-American quarterback at the helm. Yes, RG3 took us to the promised land of making a wild card spot. Won a division for us. Three years later, he was gone. Yes, it was probably on his own free will. That he, I mean, not on his own free will, but the boy didn't, you know, you put him straight on the field. He was a first-round pick. Instead of keeping McNabb on the field to train him up a little bit or putting in somebody back there that can help this boy out a little bit more, you had Sexy Rexy back there. God forbid something happened to Sexy Rexy. And I'm talking about Rex Grossman back there, though, but he was too busy involved with the cheerleaders. He wasn't thinking about football, man. Thinking about the cheerleaders. Let's be real here. No African-American quarterback that came to D.C. has succeeded in taking us anywhere. Has it taken us anywhere close to a Super Bowl except for Doug freaking Williams? None. Let's talk facts here. Y'all want Dak Prescott here in D.C. What is Dak Prescott got to do? I mean, what is he going to do to change that culture? Can we change that culture line? Can if one of these quarterbacks do come here to D.C.? I'd rather go with Tyler, um, Jenna Heineke anytime, any day. That boy has proven himself time after time again. 
Oh, but then I forgot about one quarterback that you didn't even go sign back the year that you brought um, Dwayne Haskins in here. You should have got back Josh Johnson to play out the year that 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 the boy. You could have signed back Josh Johnson the same year that you drafted Dwayne Haskins in the game. Let Dwayne Haskins sit for two years or a season or two, even if he was going to make a QB change. Even if he was going to make a QB change, you know, at the helm or a coach's change at the helm or whatever the case may be is, let the boy develop and get into the system. Teach the boy how to read a defense. Teach the boy how to play offense. Teach the boy how to throw the ball downfield. Yeah, Alex Smith may have been in his ear, but he's young. You didn't develop Dwayne Haskins because you didn't want him in D.C. Let's be honest. You didn't want the boy in D.C. in the first place. We knew he had first round. He didn't really have first round talent in the first place. Yes, he made some stupid ass decisions in the first place. Or whatever the case may be, is about being on his team. He caused the team a lot of problems. Uh, a lot of problems this past season. This season here, but at the end of the day, he's young. He doesn't have as many mentors in his ear that I can believe in right now. Because a lot of mentors would have been on his ass all season long saying, hey, man, you got to stop fucking up. The team voted him off. Because the team wasn't trying to deal with him. You let Alex Smith become the comeback player of the year, which is fine. But Alex Smith was not ready to come back because he's still dealing with that, that leg. We don't know if he's coming back next year. He still is under contract for next season. Let's talk about the culture change here. Yes, he's still under contract, though, but can he still make it through next season? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, I like the boy. I like the boy a lot. I think this boy has a promising future with this team. If you let him go out there and come back to this team, don't let him walk away. Don't let him go nowhere. Let him be what he needs to be. If you're going to start him, start him. If he's not going to start him, let him at least go out there and get some mobility. He gives you mobility in that pocket. He can run. He can score touchdowns. He can throw the ball deep. He can put you in the right place to win football games. He played his heart out in that game. And for y'all to let him go the way y'all, if y'all let him go this year, it's a big failure in Washington. Mark my word, it's going to be a failing opportunity in Washington if you let him go. If you let that boy go, it's a failing opportunity in Washington. Now, you can go ahead and bring the Dak Prescotts here. You can go ahead and get the Deshaun Watsons here or whatever the case may be, because he's not happy down in Houston. But don't you dare go get Carson Wentz and bring his happy ass here to fuck up in Washington. Don't you dare go get him and bring him to Washington and let him fuck up my offense. You need another wide receiver? Yes. You need a number two man? Yes. You need a number one man that's tall, fast, and can get downfield? Yes. Because Terry McLaurin... He can do everything, but he can't do it all. Do you need a secondary back there? Yes. 
Would Landon Collins have made a difference in the backfield? Probably so, yes. In this game, yes, probably so, of course. But this team rallied around, and they played very, very well this year. They wasn't supposed to be there. So show them why next year, why you wasn't supposed to be there last year and make it again this year in the 2021 season to the 2022 season. Let's show them why we wasn't supposed to be there. Let's show them why. But this team does not develop quarterbacks in that sense that is African-American that well. I'm not saying no shade against Ron Rivera and, and his capabilities. No shade going his way. Ron, you have done an amazing job here in Washington. I commend you for it. 7-9 ain't bad. We made the playoffs with it. Not bad, but goddamn. Develop a quarterback. Get a quarterback that you want and make him and develop him. Let's develop them right. Let's go out there and develop a quarterback the correct way. Let's get a Washington football team ready or whatever name y'all decide to go with this year. Let's get it ready to go and let's move the hell forward. If you want to stay with the no-name gang, let's stay with the no-name gang. But goddamn, let's get a team name and let's rally behind it and let's go forth and do great, amazing things. And, you know, let's keep going forward. Let's not go backwards. You got your draft picks up front. Let's get some doggone defenders in the backfield that can cover and hold up the coverage. Let's get some monsters back there. Let's get some people that's hungry for the football back there. Kendall Fuller can't do it by himself. Ronald Darby can't do it by himself. Landon Collins can't keep doing it by himself. Troy Ackpe, you stepped up a little bit, though, but let's get out there and let's go get hungrier. Let's go get hungrier. Let's go do what we got to do this year, everybody. Super Bowl is coming around the corner in February or in the January. I'm excited to see who's going to make it. If I had to predict anything right now, I'm not going to predict it right now. I'm not going to predict the Super Bowl right now until I see what happens in this round here. Once we get to the conference championship game, then I can make my predictions of who's going to the Super Bowl and who's not. But for right now, though, everybody, I just want to let y'all know that this year is a make-or-break year for somebody this year. Some contracts will get dealt. Some contracts will get revoked. And we already start seeing people get fired as of right now. But I have more on the next live show that we do that I do this week about the coaches that's being fired. But I'm going to tell you about one coach that got fired and who might have a chance of making redeeming himself next season. Carson Wentz, you might got a chance to redeem yourself next year. This year coming up. But Doug Peterson has been officially fired from the Philadelphia Eagles as of today. Doug Peterson was let go, and, you know, it, 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 it's, it was time. This team has not progressed on at all, period, in, in, in this past couple seasons. They have not. They won one Super Bowl with Doug Peterson, and that was it. But... 
hey, when you go 4-11 and 11 and 1, it is what it is. It is what it is. But let's not defer from what we need to do. I told y'all this Monday, uh, it was a Black Monday special coming around for two weeks straight. And some will come after the season even goes about. There's more to the storyline that y'all don't even know about yet. But it's going to come at y'all real, real strong and real, real fast. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I love y'all. You know, I do. Please, please, everybody, go do what you need to do to stay safe out there. Stay safe. Be safe. And let's remain 2021 safe. Fuck 2020. Fuck the coronavirus. Y'all know how I feel about it now. I love everybody. I'll dig y'all. And this has been another edition of the Real Sports Show, everybody. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And y'all just been hearing the sounds of the Real Sports Show, everybody. Go ahead and let God's plan just go ahead and work for us, everybody. Stay tuned for the next show, everybody, this week. Got another one coming for y'all this week, y'all. Hey! Uh. Hey, y'all, I'm out. Thank y'all for listening to the show, y'all. Peace and love, everybody. We out.